You uh, uh, what? You don't remember? I don't remember what it is, no. Well, we're recording the podcast and we're live. No, don't say that. We're almost live. I hit I'm the live prepared. button, but it won't go. There we go. We're oh, live, but we're doing the podcast already. We're about uh, 15 seconds in. We're going 45 minutes on this one for sure. Yes. This is a 45-minute no. one. We're not going above and beyond. You can't do that again. Yeah, this is going to be... Spoiled. All right, I'll do the intro then. Um, so today, we're here to discuss... Not only, okay, when you hear about horror movies, you hear The Exorcist is the best horror movie of all time. But I want to say this, the following sentence. It's not even the best Exorcist movie of all time. Today on Hi, Dick. It is not in the file. It is not! <laughs> okay. So, brief history of Exorcist. First movie, great. Really no complaints about it. Um, I, t- this week, I watched all of the Exorcist movies. I even did extracurricular activities by watching Repossessed, or most of it. I didn't finish it today. What? Well, Repossessed, turns out, I watched that a lot as a kid. Yes. Terrible. Terrible movie. <laughs> not not bad. Terrible. I love that part where it goes... Unfunny. Oh, can, can you please pull your dress down? Okay. Yeah. And she pulls it down and her tits come out. <laughs> that's all I remember but from that whole thing. When you're 12, that's funny. Yeah. Or me, 7, 8, 9, 10. You know, that's funny. And then I watch it as an adult sitting here watching it and I'm like, I literally didn't laugh once the entire movie. Really? It's that bad, huh? It's I, that I, bad. Uh, I, I haven't seen it in a long time. It's right. unbearably bad. Is it? Oh, man. I just remember, devil in a blue dress, blue dress, yeah. blue dress, that part. Where he sings the problem like, is, like her. Leslie Nielsen knew he's supposed to be funny, therefore mm-hmm. I'll act goofy. I'm Leslie Nielsen, and you know, I did Naked Gun... The whole reason Naked Gun is funny is because he doesn't know. He's supposed. To, he's a straight right. guy. The comedy happens around him, and instead, in Repossessed, he's the joke, and it doesn't. It's not funny. Much at like all. wrongfully accused and spy hard. Even worse than both of those right. is, wow. is Mel Brooks, Dracula, Dead and Loving It. Yeah, Holy that shit, bad. that's unfunny. That's, that's a bad one. That's another one I watched and just like for an hour and a half just. Is it over? Anyway, um, watched all the Exorcist movies. I did not watch the TV show. That's the only thing I didn't watch. And I didn't watch the director's cut of uh, Freakin's version of the first one. But you're only to... missing like ten minutes of Exorcist. Yeah, it's not. It's not that big. You missed the spider crawl on the on the yeah. stairs, and you missed off uh, Marin and what's his name, uh, Jason Miller having a little conversation there on the stairs. That's really about it. And then you see more shots of Pazuzu's face in the darkness. Yeah. I think that's it. It's like the only other added Pazuzu. What a wonderful day for an exorcism. That's all you get. That's, that's all you really miss with those. But anyway, so let's discuss the third one, though. Because people don't realize, A, that there is a third one, and B, how fucking good it is. Right. So do you have a history with the third one that goes beyond a few years, really? <clears throat> I'm honestly well, I was, curious. I'm trying to think how I discovered it in, in, in remembering. I don't, because I had always known about it. I remember being a kid and seeing the commercials on TV. Yeah. Exodus 3. And I was like, even then I was like, oh, God, they made another one? Oh, no. 19... I was like fucking seven. <laughs> this or movie eight. came out because... First one, 73. The next one, 77. Yeah. You're like, oh, XS3. What is it? 83? 80? Oh, 1990. What the fuck? It's like it's like Godfather Part 3. Yeah. It's like that big of a gap. It's, it's just like, why? And it's... Well, it's the reason why... So disconnected. I was, I guess, Peter Peter uh, Peter Blatley, or William, William Peter, Peter Blatley, Blatley. Had, had a real... I mean, XS2 was such a disaster... Such a fiasco 
that's one of like the worst horror sequels of all time. It's not the worst sequel of all time in movie picture history. And you had all this period no. where like Exorcist, it took the piss, it basically took the piss out of Exorcist. And I think Peter, uh, William Peter Batley was like, well, there's a story that I want to tell that is about the devil. And I think the, the initial idea is he wanted to write a story about how the devil seems to win, but he won't. Like he can't. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of the story is that there is good and that the you know the good versus evil, good's always going to triumph no matter what. Even if it's like really dark and horrible to get there, he'll st- the good's going to prevail. And the book is called Legion. And he wrote that in the, I guess, in the 80s, mid-80s, give or take, before the movie came out. And William Peter Batley has only directed two movies. And this is one of them. And it's unfortunate, because now he's dead. He can't direct any more movies. And this one is just so well done. And it's so just pitch perfect in every way. It's a slow burn movie. But it's 1983. Like Nineteen eighty three the book came out. Okay. Yes. I read I've read the book. The book is very dry. I think pretty much everything in the movie happens in the book, if I remember correctly. It's almost beat for beat the same stuff. I think even the, I want to say the carp the carp monologue is in it, but I can't remember if it's if it's an exorcist or if it's a lesion. I can't but remember. The point is we'll get into how the movie handles the stuff from yeah. possibly from we have I've read the book, so I can't really say but i'm just going off the movie itself but yeah i yes. read the book a long Sorry, go ahead. time ago and in fact i think it's probably up here somewhere i have it somewhere uh but it was yeah it's a good book it's a very well but the book is like i said it's very dry and the ending it's basically i think he it's basically like the original cut like just he just shoots, shoots him yeah or or he just dies? I don't remember. I can't. I, I gotta look it up. I gotta look it up. I will say this: anyways, it is a movie that even if someone spoils it for you, it doesn't spoil the movie. The ending no. doesn't matter cause, because this is how I came into it. I didn't know anything about it until I watched uh, Red Letter Media's cover of it. Right. Yeah. And I went, okay, yeah. that sounds like the way that the, sh- the clips are showing, and the way they're describing it. I went, that sounds like it's right up my alley. And I watched yeah. it, and I was like. Fucking love this movie. Yeah, I, I like the original Exorcist. I grew up on that movie. It, it, it's it is what it is. It's I don't think it's scary at all. But I was always heard as a kid, scariest movie ever made. And I'm like, well, if this is the pinnacle, then nothing will ever scare me. Apparently. Yeah. But then Exorcist three came along, and I watched it when I was fucking 37 years old or 35 years old <laughs> yeah. or however old I was, and I was like. This is scarier than the first one because it's not about, you know, sk- spooky, spooky. It's about, like, human depravity. No. And th- just the, f- the fucked up shit that happens in this and the way the person, the detective in this case, has to handle that and move on with his life. Like, that's scary to me more than a little girl being possessed is, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, little girl being possessed, I don't believe in... God, let alone the fucking devil and, and demons and shit. So I'm like, I watched the first one. I'm like, yeah, all right, well, that's you know, that would never happen. And I watched this one. I'm like, even if you ignore the fact that there's a demon possessing this guy, that's still scary that he has to deal with this. Like a little kid dies that he was helping and he gets his right, eye, yeah. eye stabbed in. I'm sorry you were murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I like that's, I find that scarier than in anything in the first movie. Yeah. I think reality is far more scary than anything you can create in your own mind. Right, because you have the, the great Jersey Scott as Kinderman, and he's a detective. He's worn out. He's just bitter. And everything that he deals with, it's just like this unending, you know, this unending ocean of blood of innocence. <clears throat> and he's got to deal with it. Non-stop. And, the, the and the priest is kind of semi-depressed as well, but he tries to cover it more, and he's trying to cheer up. You know his friend Kinderman. So the two, the priest and the detective, hang out and they go see uh, movies together and talk. And he goes, you know, it's a wonderful uh, life. <laughs> yeah, they go see it's, it's my thirtieth time. Life. Whatever he yeah. says. And in the movie, the best part was, well, I, I got to go cheer. Um, in the movie, that the priest goes, well, you got in trouble. You got uh, the, the bishop was like, you got in trouble for what you said to that guy. He goes, oh, what? What I say? He goes, well, what you said. He goes. 
oh, what, what did you say? He goes, well, all I told him was, every, uh, Jesus loves you, but everybody else thinks you're an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, oh, gosh. He goes, well, what do you want me to do about it? He goes, well, you got to apologize. He goes, whatever. He goes, well, what are you doing today? I'm going to go uh, take my, um, it's my day to cheer up my detective friend. He gets depressed this time of year. We're going to go see a movie. It's a wonderful life. It's my favorite movie. Do you have a favorite movie? And the pre- the bishop goes, the fly. Yeah. <laughs> it's such an odd, like the script, the dialogue of this movie is so bizarre, but it feels real. It that ex- like what you thing. just said is exactly what this movie is. Yeah, it's it's, n- just, it's never fascinating, yeah. but it feels so real. Every yeah. conversation feels like a real conversation that you're watching. Yeah, which is something that you know I didn't realize until I watched this movie that I realized I was missing from movies. Is I'm like. It's a mundane conversation. Yeah. The, the part with the carp that you mentioned earlier. It goes yeah, on yeah, for yeah. like four minutes of him describing this carp in his, in his bathtub. And he can't, he can't go home until the thing's asleep. Otherwise, he'll kill it. Yeah. And the, the whole time, the priest is just like laughing at his absurdity with this carp. Yeah. And that's the whole point of that scene. It doesn't go anywhere. It never comes up again. But it feels so fucking real that I believe it. And it's a... It's not pushing the plot forward, but it feels like a real character moment between these two guys so that when he dies, the, the priest dies, it matters. Yeah. Like, it's it, well, the, it's building the character, not the story, which is so right, yeah. interesting to me. Well, it's it's more of a character study than anything else. You're, you're yes. Study, you're, basically, it's a study on Kinderman, who's Thirsty Scott. Again, he's birthday. But Thirsty Scott, oh, God, I wish he was still here. He's so He's so ridiculous. Everything is like he's on pins and needles. Well, uh, uh, when he's trying, because after after his friend you know is brutally murdered, he's realizing that this is a, a copycat of the Gemini killing, which yes. happened the night of uh, he was who was executed the night of the exorcist. It was like fifteen years, yeah, 15 after years right or whatever. Yeah, and it was the same night as the exorcism yeah. of the exorcist. So you have the Gemini killer gets gets executed. So he's going to hell, whereas uh, the priest, Jason Miller's character, gets thrown out the window. As he's de- dying, Pazuzu, essentially, but they don't say it's Pazuzu. They say it's the devil, essentially. And he brings Pazuzu, not Pazuzu, and the yeah. killer into into his body to basically... It's like a- out of revenge. It's a revenge yeah. movie. It's like a weird waiting room movie. where Pazuzu yeah. gathers all these souls, this legion, yeah. which is what the movie's named after, and moves yeah. them into yeah. into Father Father Karras. Father Karras's body. Yeah. And okay, so the first two times I watched this, didn't pick up on that. This right. time I watched it, and I, w- I was watching it with subtitles, and I'm like really paying attention to Brad Dourif's speech there, and I was like, oh, that's right. what happened. <laughs> I yeah, had no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it, it, it was funny. It's like it's everybody is so dismissive though of of this of the, what's going on, even though all the evidence suggests that this is what's going on, because it's pretty obvious. Because the Gemini killings that are happening now are exactly the same as the real Gemini killer, because in the press they rewrote yes. what his what his um his tra- his, his mo uh, trademark was, yeah his trademark was whatever. The, where you like, he would cut a sign of the zodiac in the left hand and cut off a, a middle finger, but it was the know. index finger. They told the, right the press it was the left, left, but it was really yeah, the right. It was the right. Yeah. There's a great scene where George through. T. Scott sits down and explains yeah. this, and it yeah, goes yeah, on, yeah. and the camera doesn't move for like 12 yeah. minutes. Oh, there's yeah, there's not a lot of camera movement. In the whole no, movie. but that's what makes the movie. It's yeah. just him describing this. You can tell like. Everything feels like it's real. Like, even him describing this, and he's, like, clearly, like, and we lied to the press to, to weed out all those psychopaths who yeah. were false confessing to this when they come in and go, yeah, I carved it into his back. And it's like, no, it was carved into his palm. <laughs> and then you have that moment where, where the head of the hospital is yelling because they need to get Scott Wilson. fingerprints. Uh, no, the other guy, uh, the other character actor. Scott Wilson is the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's then, the character. Uh, uh, the other the other guy is like the head. He's going like fingerprints. That's a bomb. Going to sue you. And then Jersey oh, that guy. Like, Will you shut up? See, I thought he was the lawyer for the hospital. Well, something like that. Yeah, he's, he's an administrator. Because he seems he's like he's a, a law yeah. guy. Yeah, he's the. You're opening us up to litigation. 
like it was the same the same character for Running Man who has yeah Schwarzenegger gets stabbed in the back with a pen and he gets stabbed in the back with a pen <laughs> exactly the same character <laughs> he was in something else he was in something else recently that I just saw and he's like all white haired and grayed out and I didn't even recognize yeah. him I saw he him doesn't even look like it what was he in I don't know but I saw him like within the last ten years the same way I'm like oh it's that guy yeah. okay. oh she still works. Yeah. He was in something real recent, and I can't remember. I've been watching a lot of horror movies for, for Halloween. His name is year. Ken Lerner. He plays Dr. Friedman. Yes. He was in The Goldbergs. He's in Dahmer. Was Maybe that what he saw him in? Maybe. Because other than Maybe. that, it's, it's a lot of like TV stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of TV. Yeah, I saw him but... in The League back in 2014. That's what I saw oh, him Oh, wow. In. There you go. Smells of Jenny. <laughs> the league. I saw one episode of the league. And it was funny. It's it's a great show. Some, it's a good show, but yeah, I saw one episode. And but what's nice, but what's funny about the, the movie is everything is like dismissed. Yes, because no one wants to believe in it. It's just too too wacky. Even though the evidence is all there, and it's pretty obvious because they find out all the fingerprints are old people in the hospital. Yeah. So the murderers are being committed by old people, but it's like that's impossible. They're catatonic. They're vegetables. And they have the fucking creepiest voices ever. The old ladies when she's on the, the old, yeah when she's on her on the phone, yeah. That first time you hear that voice and she's just saying nonsense, yeah. And then you hear it come out of that sweet old lady in front of That's you. So <laughs> creepy. Yeah. The, the scene with the, the second. I never kill. thought that my son <laughs> would. <wonder. laughs> <It's> like, <ugh. laughs> that one part where the priest is. Oh. Father, I've sinned. Yeah. Oh, my child, whatever. You couldn't have sinned too bad. Oh, well, that's where you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I killed her. I want <laughs> to kill more. And I cut her throat and I want yeah. to bleed. <laughs> and then God, it cuts to him like, ah! and then. And, yeah, all hard cuts. You never see any of them. That's what I was going to say. You only see cut. one, like, bloody thing. Yeah, that's it. You see blood on the, like, on the ground. That's it. Like a puddle of blood. Well, toward the end, they show a little bit. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but um, just so well done. It's just it's like... And, and this is the first time where you're going to agree with a studio saying, well, shit, it's, called, it's The Exorcist. we got to have an exorcism in this movie. we got to do it. And, and Peter Batley was not. It was against that first. But then he realized, yeah, whatever. He had no choice, really. But good thing they did because the original version sucked. <coughs> the original version is very, very anticlimactic. It's just like, oh, that's how it was. Ooh, okay. I like the, I like the the new version better. Yeah, because it's okay. So it's Father Garris from the first movie. His body has been taken over by Brad Dourif, who's the Gemini killer, who died at the same time he was dying. Pazuzu put him in the body with a, with a legion of demons and stuff. Most of the time, you see him. It's Brad Dourif doing these. Really long monologues. <clears throat> so fucking well. I would hand out three Oscars for this movie if I could. Yeah, yeah. Because honestly, Father Dyer is barely in this movie. But I would give one to Ed Flanders right away. Yeah. Just for his small little role. Just the little quick moments of him smiling at what Kinderman is saying are, yeah. are just fascinating to me. Because yeah. they have such a friendship and bond that's barely, really barely in the movie. Ed Flanders, another victim of suicide. Did he? Was shot he? Himself, oh, shot himself shit. in his 80s after, after like, Bye Bye Love was his last movie. Didn't know that. Bye Bye Love. That was good. He's good in that movie, too. That's an appropriate really movie good. to go out on. Ed, Ed, Ed Flanders or Ed Flanders? Ed Flan- Flanders. Ned Flanders. He's one letter he's short a, of Ned Flanders. Yeah. yeah. He's a great actor. And he's in the Ninth Configuration, too, which is yeah, the first... Which is you guys? I have it. Yeah, watch it. It's, it's uh, on my list here. That it, it's good. It's very good. It's deep. Yeah, it's a deep movie. You said it was uh, Bl- yeah. Blatty's second movie, right? The first movie. First movie. So this is the second. Okay. Yeah, he only did two, and this, that was it. Okay, that so two one. for two. Yeah, oh, he's two for two. Shit, absolutely. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's good. But like man, he, and it's the same he's cast a bet primarily. I think he's a better director than Freakin. I really I'm do. Sure. Yeah. The man. If you could do. Not a lot with your camera movement, yeah, and still make a movie this fascinating. That is incredible work. It really is. Oh yeah, it's he got his actors to fucking knock it out of the park. Like yeah. every single character, even that bitch <clears throat> nurse, nurse yes. Allerton. Yeah, yeah. 
she's such a bitch. But then, like, she becomes a more of a character as the movie goes on, where she, she yeah. like, lets her guard down when she realizes Kinderman's not just there to fuck with them. Right, yeah. And she starts to, like, let her guard down and tell him, like, yeah. more and more. So even the minor characters that don't matter, like, start to evolve. And it's right, such a... Yeah. I mean, he wrote it. So it's more... I think he should have directed the first movie, honestly. Well, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, you have no power. We, we have freaking was coming off of the French Connection, so yeah. you get all the power in the world. If you're and the, the writer, French Connection is no horribly overrated. Yes, it is. Horribly it's pretty, overrated. It's pretty boring now, and, and like it, even that car chase scene, I was like, that. This is what everyone's talking about. Ronin's a ten thousand time better movie. Oh, than that. Ronin's amazing. Yeah. And I think it's no credit compared to French Connection. And, and Ronan's directed by a little guy named, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, I don't uh, even remember the guy's name. He also did French old. Connection too, though, that guy. He did. It was and it was better than the up. first movie. Go figure that one out. Yeah, weird. But those two guys, too. Frankenheimer and, and Friedkin, are always tied together in my mind. Yes. Which is partially why I had something against The Exorcist. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just freaking overshadowed Frankenheimer every step of the way for no fucking reason. Right, yeah. But Exorcist 2 comes out. I remember watching that when I was a kid. Like, it came out before I, obviously, I was born. It came out in 77, right? <clears throat> and I, like you that. know, I rented it when I was really young. Wow. Probably, it was elementary school. I watched the first right. one, and then I remember my friend, this is the scariest movie ever made, and we watched it. It was like fourth grade. And I watched it, and I was like, we were laughing the whole way through. Yeah, that's the thing. And then we watched the second movie, and I was, we were asleep oh, <laughs> within yeah. the opening credits. Was it uh, your title for Exorcist 2? Exorcist 2, Linda Blair got titties. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Linda Blair shot off her titties. It's four years later. Yeah. And she's older than she plays in the movie, but she's still a minor right. in the second movie by like a couple months. Technically, she was like know. 17 and nine months or something, but yeah. that's and I was like, Oh my, stop it! Like, it's just look at these, every shirt gentlemen. she has is just titties, up, yeah, and it's just distracting. And you're like, Stop it! But the, the movie has nowhere to go, nothing to do. It's it's like a weird inception storyline where you go into yeah, the brains, and for some reason, Richard Harris is there, <clears throat> it, it's yeah, wasting it, it time is, and alcohol. I don't, it is the biggest what the fuck sequels of all time, probably the biggest blunder in like movie history. Like, how do you how do you take the first film, oh, which was so highly go. regarded? Uh, we were on the wrong background. There we this. go. Oh my god, no, <laughs> what did we do? I just realized we we're on the wrong background. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, Biggest waste of time. It's a fucking waste of time. It's a terrible movie. It's really bad, yeah. It's real bad. But this one is not. This one is worth the time to go find it and buy it and watch it. But if you watch the original cut, the one with just Jason Miller and not Brad Dourif. Can you actually find that, though? Yeah, it's on the Shot Factory Blu-ray. But is it actually finalized, or is it just, like, rough cuts? It's rough cut. It's like a VHS. You're basically watching a VHS, a VHS rip. But yeah, it's that's a VHS rip of an unfinalized, uncolorized version. It's kind not. Of, it's yeah. not sound it's edited. Not really it's just yeah. Just raw camera, like straight from but the negative. The pro- but the problem, the reason why, and this is another thing, where like you you take the bad, and sometimes when you're making a movie, the the it's your your failure ends up being the best part of the movie. You, you, it becomes a gift because Jason Miller had was an alcoholic. That's just the truth. Jason Miller was a very bad alcoholic. He had water brain. He couldn't remember his lines. So I guess in the in the production of this film, it was frustrating because he had these long all the all the scenes so with long. with, um, with um, Brad Dourif. Jason oh. Miller was supposed to do those scenes. <clears throat> they, supposed to be, you were never supposed to see the Gemini Killer ever. Well, imagine Father Karras, Jason Miller doing the father of Jason Patrick. Yes, that's. I always thought that was fascinating. You blew my fucking mind like a month yeah. ago or two months yeah. ago when you told me that. I had no I, idea. I was like, "Holy shit!" I did not. Yeah, know that. I was like, "No, oh fuck, you're right." Like, and they do. They look similar. It's like, "Oh, that could." Be now, now that you tell me, it's. Yeah. They don't look exactly alike, but I can see that. But it's in there, yeah. He's got his DNA for sure. But um, yeah. Can you imagine Jason Miller doing these long Brad Dourif speeches? 
Well, he couldn't. He couldn't do it. That's exactly. Yeah. So thank God for alcoholism. I guess I don't. Well, I don't know sure, what else to yeah. say. Well, that's <laughs> what I mean. It's just it. it, it Happy it, it accident. Just, well, yeah. It's like, well, fuck. How are we gonna do this? Well, why don't we just get another actor to play the Gemini killer and just we'll just fake it and just so Jason doesn't do it. And it's the best part of the movie because Brad Dourif is so fucking good. <clears throat> and that's. Where I have a minor disagreement with you. What? I think the best part of the movie is the first 20 minutes. Before any of that. Oh, that, right. That oh, first right. 20 minutes with, with just the two guys. Right. Them bonding. And, and when he comes to the hospital and he's like bitching at him for not bringing him new magazines. He's like, why are you oh, wearing yeah, yeah, women's? I enjoy that. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. It's yeah. so boring if you're just like a teenager watching that. No, but it's, yeah, no, it's good stuff. Though. But it is so fascinating just watching. Uh, but, like, someone put this on film and put it in yeah. a movie, and yeah. it's just like, he's, he's like, why are you reading Women's Digest, wherever he says, where <laughs> right. the magazine is? And he's like, you got something better? Oh, you didn't bring well, any magazines? Get, All right, come on. He, he goes, I, <laughs> need, to keep the fashion. I yeah. need to keep with the fashions. <laughs> he goes, what, you're a priest? Exactly. And, I, and then he goes, like, the best part was when he goes, well, why are you here? Because... He's there for a checkup, and it's obvious that something's wrong. And you can tell because the way George yeah. performs it, he's worried. And he's like, something's not right. He's not telling me something. He might be dying. And I think that's what yes set up. That's... And then, uh, the, priest, the priest goes, well, uh, my brother had it. Your brother died in 1970. He was in Vietnam. Yeah, but he was in Vietnam. He died in Vietnam. He go, okay, you made yeah. an excellent point there that I will get to. He, no. he goes, yeah, he, he, my brother had this. He, yeah. he lived with it for a while. Your brother died at 35. Yeah, he died in Vietnam, though. Yeah, he, he died, died at 35. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he didn't get yeah. a chance to. <laughs> You're 60. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, ah, oh, it's fine. He realized, yeah. But it is oh. a guy moment. Yeah. Like, I hate to bring us down, but when Adam was going through all that shit, it was like a yeah. we joked about it to each other, but it was serious at the same time. It is a guy bonding yeah. thing. Like, you yeah. joke about it, but it also is fucking serious, and it sucks. So that's what yeah. resonates with me with that movie is right. they don't ever really say, like, I love you, <laughs> like like you would see in well, a, yeah, most you, movies. Yeah, it's right, not yeah, sloppy. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like. You know, if you were dying, I would, you know, it would fucking suck. I mean, he's clearly bothered because he's, like, coughing. Right, yeah. And he's like, I thought you said it was just routine. He's like, no, no, it's fine. He's like, you f- yeah. you fucking liar. <laughs> like, he just, basically is what he says. And, he well, and at- then there's also that great moment when, when he gets the phone call after the, the dream sequence, one of the best dream sequence moments in the movie ever. Patrick with Ewing. Patrick Ewing. <laughs> <laughs> and Fabio and Sam Jackson, Sam Jackson. with a dubbed voice. Yes. But Jeff, the living can't hear. He's got headphones <laughs> on for some Sam, reason. That's not Sam Jackson's voice. But it's such a fucking scary dream sequence. It's supposed to be like heaven or like the waiting room to heaven. It's, it's like Ground Central Station. But the way it's shot and the way like the old people playing the music and you're just like, they're doing that weird marionette thing. It's so creepy. I do want to play this for a second, going back to what we were talking about before. Because you don't ever see anything in this movie, really. No. It's all, that's what I love about it. That's, if I were to say my main point, I love that everything is inferred. You don't see anything, it's all told after, or it's off screen. Like this, this scene right here, we're talking about the old lady voice. May the Lord be in your heart, help you to confess. I'm going to fast forward a little bit here just to. So many things. If I step on two straws in the shape of a cross, I feel that I have to confess it. Fast forward First a little bit. was that waitress uh, near Candlestick Park. I cut her throat and watched her bleed. She bled a great deal. So- this is what I love about horror movies is the atmosphere more than the yeah. visuals. That's why I love It Follows. That's my, why it made my right, top yeah. of my list. You don't see anything in It Follows, ever. Yeah, no. You never see a kill in It Follows. Well, And the sound design in this movie is incredible. It, same with It Follows. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's really it's, similar. Yeah. The sound, every time they have that, that, 
that's just, just it's not even music it's just that ambient noise it's just like dark as shit but i think evil every noise. person exactly evil noise you every person can relate to what the fuck is happening right now yeah, yeah. and he's just like it's a priest i don't yeah. i don't know what a priest is thinking but i can tell by his face but what he's hearing like Oh god, this is getting weird. <laughs> like, this bitch is crazy. Watch his face right here. It's a problem that I'm working on, Father. It's just the camera doesn't All move. This bleeding. Darkness. Nothing there. <laughs> Cuts away. That's all you get. That's your horror movie, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Fucking love yep. it. Very well done. Oh my god. It, it. This when I tell you this movie's right up my alley, I mean it. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. I just love that it cuts. It doesn't show you, which I would immediately go fuck this. I would be so bored. Oh, exactly. Yeah, it'd be stupid. I'd be so bored, and I would uh, yeah. when I see the crawling on the ceiling. Which well, I now now the because uh, I've been watching all these horror movies the last like month. Yeah, all I wanted to segue into that as well. All, all, all the monsters come out of the door frame or the or the because of the grudge crooked the ring crooked. and the grudge that, yeah it's like got that white creepy crooked guy and they they shape up and they go really fast oh and it's just like it's not scary when they do that it's not scary at all i forgot it cuts to this this is the oh the weird kids yeah. no it cuts it cuts from this like you see the outside of the pew or yeah. sorry the outside of the confession booth and then it cuts to the old lady going and she finishes her thing. She's like a sweet old lady again. Oh, here you go. Here's my, for my sacrament. The same thing that, uh, what's his name did early in the movie. Yeah, the nurse is in the background too. Yes. But it was the, what's his, that character actor. If they wouldn't be Puerto Ricans, that guy. Oh, yeah, right. That character actor does that scene where he dips his hands in the water, holy water, and does the blessing as he walks out the doorway. She does the exact same thing. She's not hey, even father. because it's not really the demon; it's just the demon inside her, like taking over her well, momentarily. No, that, that, that's just, what you do uh, in Catholic Church. You yeah. when you leave, you dip it in holy water and you do the sign of the cross. That's just how you leave the church. That's what I'm saying. Like she just yeah. does that, and like, and I'm yeah. out of here. Like What's going on because she's just momentarily there? possessed by by Brad Dourif, yeah. who's like, yeah. They say every time he does that, he kind of goes up. Like unconscious and they right, do well, tests yeah, so on they him. Said his his brain he goes to sleep because he goes he is catatonic and then like his brain activity gets so high they can't figure it out because they have him type they have him connected to like an e uh, 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 what do you call it an EKG yeah and he's like every time he goes to sleep he's basically sending his fucking like evil signals. soul into old people to go kill people and. You find out that basically he's killing people that are connected to the exorcist. It's a personal. Yeah. He admits it. Yeah. In the movie, he goes, he basically got to do kill three for three for the devil, and he got to kill a few for himself, like for him for fun. Yeah. That's like a thank you. That's why he kills the nurse, which is one of the greatest jump scare scenes in history. It is. I could play that. Should I play that? Well, yeah, you could play that one moment, yeah. Because it's, it's, it it's is... It's a long sequence. That's a well, long bit. Exactly, because I counted it, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this is like eight minutes in. Eight minutes of just watching this hallway. Yeah. Because you watch yeah. the nurse do her whole routine. Right. Go into the room. And I, I've seen this movie twice now. So this is my third time watching it. I'm like, here it comes. Oh, no, she's going to that room still. <laughs> like, here it yeah, comes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Because she get, yeah. she goes from room to room, and she goes into the one doctor, and he's like, fuck, why are you waking me up? And then right, like, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. And then you see that guy in the hallway here, the, the, the cop, who they yeah. go out of their way to say, we're going to have a cop here in the hallway the whole time. He goes away for a second to replace by another guy. And you watch that whole thing, and it just keeps going and going and going. And finally, like comes to a head eventually. Because watch in the background, you see him get Literally. replaced. I'll, I'll st- he goes and grabs his bag, grabs his hat, and he fucks off elsewhere. <laughs> and then, here it comes. And there's a good snap zoom right here. Like one of the Duplass brothers made this. Yes. And it's, and it's perfectly timed because they said that the dead boy 
in the beginning. His head was replaced by the statue. Yeah. Painted black, but with white, like, white mouth, he said, right? <clears throat> no, it was a black face with the white lips. And yeah, the that's white... what I said. Yeah, it, it was minstrel. It was like a minstrel show, like a uh, blackface minstrel. And, uh, but, but that, that, uh, that head... Or that statue is shown earlier in the movie, too. Yes. When George C. Scott leaves the hospital, in like the first 20 minutes, yes. they, they show, oh, shit, that's the first clue that it's all coming from the hospital, whoever's doing this. Yes, and it's something that was set up through dialogue that happened an hour and a half ago. Yeah. And it cuts to a statue of that, and you just immediately know that's why that woman is dressed like that. She's dressed no. like the statue is, all white. Coming off the head, just like someone cut well, the head off the statue. But does it show you, does it illustrate that George C. Scott's a bad detective if he doesn't notice a giant Jesus statue without a head? He mentions right it. Ah, it's no, not in the file. You're not going to notice why that's related to your case, though. So, no, I don't no, think he's a bad that, detective. No, uh, no. in the first beginning of the movie, they find the body and the head has been cut off and replaced with a Jesus yes. head statue. He's he's standing next to a Jesus statue without a head. But that's it's this statue that he's what we were seeing. Yeah, here. I know it's it's it, it, but he saw it twenty minutes before. Yeah, but he so he knows that's that's part. that head, but he doesn't know why it's that head. Why yeah, why well, any I'm of that saying, matters? It's just funny. It's just like, well, come on, George. No, we know head. that he wouldn't know that though. Well, you know, uh, the really scariest part of this movie was when Brad Dourif. Uh, um, Brad Dourif told uh, George C. Scott this. Julie. I swallowed your cum. That means something. Yeah, that was, that was, it was weird. Part. That was the scariest part of the movie. And, and Brad Dourif, the voice modulation is so good, it sounds like Cameron Diaz. It, it does. And can I play the most punk scene in this movie? Yes. Because as a punk and an atheist myself, there's a scene in this movie that's really cheesy when you watch it, but the dialogue is, is, is like a fucking like bad religion song. <laughs> and I'm not making a joke right now, but I'm serious. This part. Let me, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me turn off our background because it's distracting. Boom. Here we go. Pray for me, Damien. That's after it gets in the wall. Did Here you it is. think to save your friend, the priest? My God. Have I helped your unbelief? Have I helped your unbelief? I believe in. I believe. I believe. This is a punk song lyrics. Seriously. Death. Okay, yeah. I believe in disease. I believe in injustice and inhumanity and torture. And anger and hate. I believe in slime. I believe in murder. <laughs> I believe in pain. <laughs> I believe in cruelty and infidelity. <laughs> I believe in slime <laughs> and stink and in every crawling, putrid thing, every possible. Ugliness and corruption, you son of a bitch! That's all I'll play. It's a lot, but you know what I mean? <laughs> it is like, go fuck yourself, the, the scene. Because even if you look at this as like, he's telling the devil, I do believe. He's telling the devil, I believe in the things you create. Go fuck yourself. Right, yeah. It's such a weird yeah. and awesome view of the guy who's trying to torture you with your belief system right. like i believe everything you're doing is fucking awful go fuck yourself that's basically what happened right there yeah and i find that fascinating because yeah. it doesn't go i believe in god like that would be the schmaltzy version of this i do right, believe yeah. in god every other extra movie has this scene i believe right. in god I be now i believe you are wrong right, yeah yeah, yeah. This yeah. one goes, no, I believe in what you're doing, and go fuck yourself for that. <laughs> like, yeah. it's the perfect attitude. Yeah. 
Because that would be his his attitude. He's a fucking burnt out detective. That's who's what makes seen it work. Every every awful thing you can imagine, he's seen it, and it's like there's no happiness. There's no there's no joy. There's no justice. And this he's, is the know. studio version right here. Yes, and it wasn't exactly, the studio going. Yeah. He has to conquer evil. It's it's no. It's right. him going. Hey, evil! I see you. Go fuck yourself. Go well, fuck yourself, that, evil. Well, that's essentially what they did. Was just they they, they basically told Blatley that he goes look. It's called the Exorcist. We need to have an Exorcist scene. Just go write one, put it in the movie, and we'll support. We'll give you the money. Yeah, and that's basically what happened. So they let him do it, and he—it's all him. Yeah. So he—that's that's. And he wrote his absolutely. his version of that scene, which is yeah. I personally, except for the weird morphing faces thing, right. I think it's per, it's flawless. Right. The well, morphing just, faces kind of gets I, to me. Well, I, I think the morphing face is him being pushed against the wall, and that's the energy holding him but up. It, you don't need that. That's what that's what I got. But I think that's why they put that in there. It's just to, to give yeah. you that. You know, it's power pushing him up, because how is he up there? And then, of course, shit, the fucking poor Tuesday, uh, the priest, Father Darling, or Day, Father Day, I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Name. Father Morning. Father Morning. It's a, it's a character that comes out of nowhere. Right, yeah. Just gets tortured, and yes. you think it's killed off screen, but instead he's alive and saves it and saves a. Yeah, and he is mentioned. Why am I blanking on his name? Kinderman. He is, yeah. He, he is. He is mentioned in the movie earlier with with uh, George C. Scott and the other priest. They do bring him up, and they say, you know, he's he's the only other priest in the city that that has seen exorcism, and they say his hair turned white, so he's always been kind of off his rocker but yeah. no one really i mean the vatican doesn't even do exorcisms we don't even consider those real anymore so we don't even bother with it and that's what basically what he's saying and then um <clears throat> of course this one he comes back and you can i mean you could you could say that's smaltzy but it works effective because it's very much you know the priest is fucking dead like he, he's, he's his last fucked his up. last his last breath is to basically banish give george c scott yeah the 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 the, the the ability to shoot he, Jason Miller. Yeah, he brings out all his characters that are due is to bring out uh, Father Karras, <clears throat> the real yeah. Father Karras from his own dead body, right. and go. Right, right. And he's like, "Now, shoot now! Yeah, kill that's, me now, Bill. Yeah, that's kill all me he now. does. And that's all he's there for to do. And then he kills him. And then boom, boom. And then like the last words, we won. And he blows his brains out. <laughs> we won. Finish it. And he blew his brains away. It was, oh man. Good shit. It's great. It's it's one. I mean, it's 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 the best top five greatest horror films ever made, and nobody really. I think people do give it credit now, but there was such a long time where everyone kind of rejected this movie, and we just dismissed it. Yeah, just like I, that's a stupid Eh, history. The second one is what ruins the like trajectory of where that series could have went. Absolutely, yes. And I don't, I don't agree that they could have, they should have kept going because I, we're gonna go a little bit beyond forty-five minutes. We're at forty-three right now, but I don't want to talk about the, the the other ones. Well, you're gonna talk about the prequel series. Yeah, just real the, quick. I won't go too yeah, too in the length. The but, awful, the awful prequels. But that again, the third one got overshadowed by the terribleness of the second one because that was right when like the VHS crave was hitting. People were renting the second one and going, yep. "Oh shit, this is yeah. bad." So the well, third yeah. one didn't really have a chance. Well, yeah, and I lo- I saw the third one on VHS when I was a kid, and I went, oh, no, because I saw the second one. And I was like, no, I'm good. So then yeah. when finally when Red Letter Media talked about it, I'm going to go, oh, that's actually good. Like, I saw scenes of it. but I, Right, yeah. I already already was in love with Brad Dourif, just always. So when yeah. I saw that he was in it, and then they were talking about him, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to watch that. And I watched it right away. Like, the second I right. finished that review, I'm like, all right. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my movie. <laughs> like, and let's not forget, someone else shares our, our love of this movie. Uh, Little-known guy, uh, his name's Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> there you go. Favorite, Jeffrey Dahmer's favorite movie was uh, Exorcist 3. Oh, it's about and glorifying Re- a serial killer, <clears throat> of course. And, and Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> the those third movie two, of every series. Those are his two favorite movies, apparently. So this year was the same year that uh, Back to the Future 3 came out. So that was his third. There you go. I went and saw, I, I, I went and saw the... Uh, I'm trying to be that Midwestern accent. Uh, I went and saw the uh, 
Back to the Future 3. Didn't like it, but I did love the Legion. You sound like Rick Moranis and Ghostbusters. Oh, oh, I'm Jeffrey Dahmer. (laughs) Hey, Dana. Oh, God. Uh, Why don't you come on over? I love black men. I love them. He was fighting this 10W40 like it was a 10W30. (laughs) You know what I mean? The 1099 files. Oh, their taxes are all messed up. Hey, how you doing over there? I don't care for that movie Strange Brew. I thought it was kind of silly. Not my favorite. And I don't really care for the uh, uh, the Feed Me Seymour movie. Not at all. I like the Return of the Jedi. The Emperor is cool. <laughs> Let's picture him in that scene in, in Jeffrey, Ghostbusters. I guess in the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, miniseries, there's a scene where they're watching Return of the Jedi, and he goes, "The Emperor is so cool." <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to isolate that line and put that in the show. Somewhere. Go right ahead. I gotta find it. I got. I don't want to watch it though because I have no interest. I don't care. It's like I already know everything about Dahmer. I don't really want to see a reenactment of what he did. It's just like, ugh, no thanks. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't have it in me. I'll have it it's in me to watch started. fictional serial killers. I do have a real transcript by Jeffrey Dahmer or a real trial thing. You're watching oh Return of the Jedi. So the first idea of the temple area occurs only after three of the charged killings. And um, because this seemed curious, I explored what he had in mind about the temple and what the significance of this movie was to him in great depth. And in fact, he and I sat together and watched all of the scenes in the film Return of the Jedi that he considered significant. Likewise, there came a time later when he put that film aside and began making use of Exorcist Three, oh, and particular scenes from that. In a similar, I'm really glad I played this clip right now. <laughs> I, it's fascinating. I've I know never seen this. it's fucked up. I just it's randomly clicked on this. Let's okay. Wow. Manner, and he and I sat together and watched those scenes from Exorcist Three, so that I could explore what the significance was to him of the images in those materials. And I think that what uh, emerges from all of that is is an understanding that Mr. Dahmer is fucked up, regarded one character in each of those films, a character known as the Emperor in Return of the Jedi, Uh, the character who's obviously supposed to be Satan in Exorcist Three man who's not, not confined in a yeah. cell-like area at that time. Well, it, it, and it's what these thing. characters... Huh? It, he does say that his legion, he says, a mutual friend of ours, uh, no, but, uh, basically I, the devil put them together. But, yeah, I didn't... He's not actually the devil right there, though. None of the Exorcist movies have the devil there. Well, I, I think in Exorcist 3, it is, it is the devil. See, I, I think he is saying that it is the devil. I don't agree with that, but okay. Well, no, because th- there's a scene where he goes, you know, he, who, who? He goes, a mutual friend of ours from the other side. But that, he that's. Goes, who is that? And then he just goes, Bruh! he makes that monster. Yeah, noise. he does. But that and was the, the guy devil. behind the plan, is what I gathered from that. Well, no, but th- that's, that's who therefore, it is. The devil. It's the devil. But he's not actually that's... the devil in the body. No, no, no. He, he put the Gemini. Yeah. Show- in the body, yeah, it's part of the devil's plan, but the devil's yeah, not yeah, literally yeah, yeah. speaking through that. No, but he's there. Like he, they're all together. They kind of all hive mind sort of thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's continue he's, this because I'm I'm interested in this now. <laughs> yes, no, exactly. Shit. Have in common is that they are evil and corrupt and powerful, and both have the ability to use special powers to control others. In the case of the Emperor, he seems to be um, zapping people with energy beams of some kind and <laughs> able to manipulate wow. them in that way because it's futuristic. In the so uh, cool. Exorcist 3, the power comes from being able He's to create illusions to make people think that there are snakes crawling over them, to suspend people on the ceiling, to be able to um, do all manner of things. It's a Each it's a half parents. second scene in Exorcist Three with the snake, and he right, he never yeah. buys into it. He never bites no. the the father yeah. that's there. I forget what's that character's name. 
Uh, Father Morning. Mo- okay, Father Morning is there for for 20 seconds. He never believes it's a snake yeah. for real, and he just watches it right. and goes. Anyway, um, the f- <laughs> he keeps until, reading until he gets <laughs> until he gets burned on the fucking frying pans to ceiling. Yeah, that that's a little bit His different. He does skin, a Freddy Krueger thing. His <laughs> skin is ripped apart. Like, oh god, that's a rough fucking scene. That's pretty okay. violent, and it's like so quick. But do you notice the the similarities here between Exodus three and what we're watching right now? We're yeah. hearing a description of what happened. We're not seeing yeah. it, and we're watching the judge, the, right. the this lady here, the stenographer, yeah. and this lady, this guy over here, yeah, all reacting, all react. None of them, like, none of them are involved. They're all reacting to the horror that they're hearing, right. and that's scarier to me, at least, yeah. than just seeing it. And Jeffrey Dahmer's doodling in his notebook. <laughs> he, he's over there, like, carving up someone. Who knows? Oh, Things that man, he repeatedly so viewed cool. actually torments someone else in a way that might be described as torture. But Mr. Dahmer said that's not what Look was at appealing him. Yeah. to him. This is similar oh, yeah. to the movie. It really is. The judge is, the judge is asleep. He's not even listening. <laughs> he fell asleep. But then he's got Jeffrey Combs hair from Frighteners. Though there were occasionally fantasies where that might be that he never... All right, we'll stop. Point is, Exorcist 3, <laughs> he used his... Great movie. <laughs> he sat down Jeff- with a psychiatrist Jeffrey- and watched it with him. Jeffrey Tummer had some good Great. taste. He had very different takeaway than I did from this movie. He really did. Yeah, I didn't relate to uh, Brad Dourif's character at all. I didn't relate. I, I was, like, fascinated by his performance, but I wasn't like, I want to yeah. be him. <laughs> like, that's just stupid. All I know is that uh, you feel dirty after watching something like that. All I got to do is... I wash myself with a rag on a stick. I'm sorry. I had to oh, sorry. That I love that. I was proud. That bit. That's a good bit. Yeah, it's... Okay, so, real quick. We're at 52 minutes. I'll be real quick here with the, with the other movies. First one, loved it. Second one... I was I, I liked it more. This is my third time watching the second one. I appreciated what they were doing more, but it also I was watching it with an open mind and then going, what is happening? For some reason, he's like in Africa and he falls in these spikes and it turns into him in a mental asylum and, and James Earl Jones is a doctor now. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense though, but I get that it's visual interpretation, but it doesn't make sense. Right. And he doesn't address it ever. And then it's just guy keeps going. And then it is for some reason, nurse ratchet drives her and, uh, the woman from the first movie, the, the housemaid or the babysitter, wherever the fuck she was in the first movie. I forget her name. She like, she was the one that was taking care of Reagan during the day while the mom was at oh, work. I can't remember. Out of nowhere, Nurse Ratchet is like, I got to go to Georgetown. I got to drive. I got to fly to D.C. to stop them because Richard Harrison and Reagan board a train and go there. And they track them down and they drive all the way there in a taxi cab. And the taxi cab crashes into the house because the devil's taking it over. And the taxi cab ma- driver dies. And then the nurse lady or the whatever she is. Karen, I think her name is, gets out and is like, I'm going to let myself on fire. And then Nurse Ratchet's just like, don't do that. Don't let yourself on fire. Rig it. Oh, fuck, who cares? And all she does is like help that nurse and hold her and never goes inside or never deals with Reagan again in the movie. I don't remember any of that. And then Reagan, luckily Reagan gets saved inside by Richard Harris. And then they come outside, and then the nurse dies after she's like, Reagan, are you okay? She's like, yeah. And she's like, all right, I'll die now. And I'm like, why did they fly there for all the way from wherever the fuck they were? What did she say? Reagan, show me them titties. <laughs> she died. No, show them them titties. Yeah, Bloodhound Gang. Fuck me for blow. Chasing Lane okay. sort of thing. But it's, they, uh, uh, that's all I could think about at the end of the movie was they flew all the way there. You see them getting a get in a taxi you see them fly you see them get in a taxi you see them drive all the way there get there light themselves on fire argue and then get pulled out and, and rescued and then still die wow. and they never interfere with the storyline right I it's never so fucking that. stupid 
I haven't seen that movie in a long time. That was my biggest complaint in the movie. Wow. The movie's hilarious. stupid. The house falls apart. Anyway, yeah. third movie, clearly fucking hate. Yes. Um, the prequel, you and I saw together in the theater. We did. We were in film we school. And we were laughing the entire way through. It was bad. And this is before I seen three, keep in mind. So I didn't know what to expect. And I was like, all right, well, this is going to be a scare. Oh, no, this is terrible. And we were just like, what the fuck is this? This was the Rennie Harlan version. Rennie Harlan, yes. So, brief history of that movie. Just in the time we were in, we watched the movie Exorcist, the beginning. Okay, they have a prequel to The Exorcist. Let's watch it here at the uh, Egyptian... No, it was at the uh, Chinese Chinese Theater. We sat there and watched it, and we're like, we're laughing all the... It was me, you, and Remco, I believe, for that one. I'm pretty sure. And we're sitting there, like, all three of us. Very different backgrounds, all three of us, all laughing, like, what the fuck is this? This movie's terrible. Yeah, and we, we left the theater, and we're like, all right, yeah, that's over. After yeah. I left L.A., they released the the Paul Schrader version, which is the, the technically cut. the original version, yes. Exorcist Dominion, or Dominion, the Exorcist prequel. Yeah. I watched that, and I hated it so fucking much. Equally terrible. And I gave it like three stars less than the Randy Harlan version. Wow. Fast forward 20-some years. Not 20-some, but 18 years, let's say. Last week. This week. Sorry. I watched the Randy Harlan version. No, sorry. I watched the Paul Schrader version first. Right. And I'm watching it, and I'm like, I kind of like this movie. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. I kind of like this. It is the pacing of the first movie. Where it's a ah, okay. slow, metho- the first hour of the of the original movie is fucking solid. It's really, it's like building this tension. That's what the that's what the Paul Schrader version is building the tension. Right. Gets to the demonic part here in the last thirty minutes. It's a little cheesy, but effective. Right. And I remember laughing and hating it the first time, and I was like, oh, without like the foresight or or prejudgment, I actually like right. this movie. Okay. I liked it. I gave it a six. All right. It went from a three to a six. Like wow! And then I watched Paul Schrader, or sorry, uh, then I watched Rennie Harlan's version. Yes. And I went from a five to like a two. Right. Yeah. It's so <laughs> bad. Now there's the Rennie Harlan swapped. version. Rennie Harlan version is the one where like she's running after him in the field, yes, right? and she's and doing like, the on the wall. She's doing the whole the whole weird yes, yeah, but. I was 19, 20 when those first two movies came out, and then right, now yeah. I'm, you know, almost 40, and yeah. I'm watching these two movies, and I'm like, oh, Paul Schrader had the right idea. He was completely right with this slow yeah. building of tension. Yeah, that's what yeah. the series is all about. And I think I wanted ah. more, like, immediate horror sensation when I was when I was a teenager, but now right, yeah. I'm like, Paul Schrader had the right idea. The dude... Now, yeah. In the Paul Schrader version... Wasn't it the kids were dying by the by the no, or that's the Rennie Harlan version, the where the where the coyote or the uh, hyenas come? Both of them. That's in both of them. Yeah. Okay. Paul Schrader's okay. version has a really slow build of tension. Yes. Where you see the villagers of the town attacking the Christians. The one guy goes into the Christian school and kills all the fucking kids because right. he thinks okay. the Christians are corrupting them. Right. He literally stabs the kids in the head with a bayonet. It's fucking brutal. Okay. okay. And I watched it. I was like, holy shit. Like, you see the kid's brains outside of his head. I'm like, oh, my God. I had no idea. I don't remember any of this. But I was like, this is, okay, this is the, I can follow the plot. Right. And then you cut to, like, similar scenes. This is, like, 90% different movie, 10% the same. Right, yeah. And Rennie Harlan's version. Right. There's no kids. There's no school. Right. There's nothing. It's a girl, and uh, and it just kind of drifts, and it looks like Ghostbusters 2016, where it's all overblown colors. Yes. And it's like this is ugly to look at, and then every scene doesn't really matter, and it feels like it feels like a you're on a roller coaster. Like ah. Wonder why Rennie Harlan doesn't work anymore. Yeah, and then you see Paul Schrader's, and you're like waiting. I'm like, oh fuck, he killed him. Yeah. Oh, fu-. and then I'm like, at the end, I'm like, oh, that looks silly. Oh fuck, he killed him too. Like, oh, <laughs> but I was caught off guard <laughs> by like how, 
Like, it was dark. Well, I'm going to have to rewatch the Paul Schrader version. It's not amazing. I don't want to, like, give the wrong impression, but it is by far the superior movie. It's not even close. Because I remember, yeah, Rennie Harlan was the goofy, you know. Yeah, the schmaltzy. It was the the ring with exorcism. Right, yeah. yeah. And then she dies in, like, the soul. She saves, he saves her soul, but. Whereas in the kills Paul her in the same yeah 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 Paul Schrader's is like the girl doesn't matter anymore she's out of the movie right yeah fuck her she's useless it's just it's this right. weird weird looking dude yeah and can I save him I don't know but the use right. there's so many like pointless deaths in that movie and that's the point of it it really does feel more in line with the one and two aspects and and uh, right. Rene Harlan's is is very much in line with uh, Exorcist two. Sorry, I meant to say Paul Schrader's is one and three. Paul, uh, Rene Harlan's is following two. Like, it's very, like, that's how I combine those. It's terrible. Rene Harlan's is terrible. I hated it. I, and that was, oh, I hated it. That was, again, studio interference where they said, Paul Schrader's version is too boring. Let's, let's put more money into it and make, Granny Harlan's version, and it was like war. It was like the worst mistake you could make, and you waste more money on it. It's like a well, dumb. You could tell from idea. frame one whose movie's better. Exorcist right. three, or sorry, Exorcist. Uh, okay, Granny Harlan start off with like right. a, it's a soldier in like the Christian army. You know, it's like, um, and it oh, cuts. The crusades yeah, the Crusades, and it cuts back, and the camera goes up above, oh. and it's like. Oh. Oh. You see the big battlefield right. of all these soldiers dead and the crows, and it's like the season of the witch. Big, yeah, uh, it, it, that effect, and it's like this yeah. big thing, and and then well, all Paul Schrader starts with is like Magneto. This starts with wow. Father Marin in World War Two. He gets forced to choose who's going to die next, right? And that's yes, it's fucking yes. brutal. Yeah, and it, that scene right there is let, sets you know lets you know what's going to happen the rest of the movie and how you're going to like it. Right. That's all you need to know. One of them is a real fucking choice to sit through, and it, you're going to be rewarded by a better movie. And one of them is like, right. ah, I don't even care. Entertainment. Right, yeah. And it's, yeah, it's Freddie Harlan. Anyway, and then I watched Repossessed and skimmed through it today and didn't laugh once. Well, That's my exorcist story. How dare you? <laughs> I didn't laugh once. Spit in the face of Leslie Nielsen. Fuck Leslie Nielsen. Once he realized it was funny, it was over. The game was over. <laughs> Stop. Because it wasn't funny that he was funny. It's funny that he wasn't funny. That was the right. joke. And then, oh, I'm the goofy old man. N- nope. Ruined. I got my fart machine. Yep. Yeah. Ruined the joke. Game over. Goodbye, Leslie. Go back to whatever you were doing for 50 years prior. I'll see you in hell. <laughs> But so what you, you would you say Exorcist Three is a perfect movie? I would. Yes, absolutely, hands down. I would say it's a perfect movie that I want to hang out with those characters in this movie and just watch them talk about anything. Right. I would watch. Look, same thing with a uh, From Dusk Till Dawn. I will watch yeah. Seth and and Richard. Go on forever talking about mm-hmm. nonsense. Exorcist three, those two guys, watch them talk about anything. I just want to hang out with them. No, and that's a good sign because that's rare. It's, it is very you just, rare. You just don't want to have all your blood taken out of your body and then your head cut off. Why were your finger bits on that, you old piece of shit? My radio doesn't. My work. right. That's not my radio. That's not. You're not <clears throat> the radio repair man. That's a telephone. Shoot, are you my son? I would yeah. be honored to believe so, ma'am. You're not my son. <coughs> <laughs> oh, God. Again, See, it's like everything in that movie, movie is perfect. It's wonderful. It's a great movie. It is a perfect hangout movie. Meaning your yeah. mind wants to just hang out with those characters. If you're, if you're on board with that movie, you just want to hang out. And then when it finally gets involved with the exorcism, you're like... I kind of want to go back to just hanging out with these characters. Oh man, I I, I don't want to experience the Gemini killer again. Yeah, when when oh. it's weird when when uh, Duriff shows up on screen, I'm like, oh no, I want to go back to like hanging out with those 
those two guys, yeah. like those two cranky old men. I, I want to have a cheeseburger with him when he brings him the cheeseburger. When uh, the character actor from The Departed that talks about the, <laughs> that's uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's yeah. cousin, when he's like, yeah. he's just, he keeps like, dragging on and the father, hey, father. father Dreyer's just like, get out of here. He's like, okay, father. <laughs> he's like, tells him to get out of there and he's like, get out of here. Come on, I'm sick of you. Basically what he said, he says it in like yeah. way worse terms than I did. He's like, all right, and he just does the thing, and I'm like, oh, this character's great. <laughs> like, just, hilarious. just love hanging out with him, and it's. He smokes. He's constantly smoking a cigarette. They both are. No, well, everybody. Well, again, Scott smoke, doesn't actually. No, but yeah, uh, the priests all smoke because that's usually yeah. what they did. They either drank or they smoked. I remember that growing up. The priests always smoked, and they always had a booze with them. I noticed this movie, this movie series, loves killing priests. Yeah. First one kills two. Second one kills. Oh, I don't know. Third, second one. Second one, one technically kills Marin again. Because you oh, see his okay. death. But I don't think there's another one that dies. But the third one kills one. Fourth one kills. I think they all kill one, except for the first one kills two. No, no, no. Third one, you, you got the you got the dryer in the, in the beginning, and then you have a dryer. Oh yeah, the three. guy in the beginning. You're right. Yeah, Father, two. Father Morning. You got three priests. So three. Dead. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. Makes me wonder if there's two killed in the second one. Maybe. I don't know. Let's get out of here though. Yes. Good day, sir. I have no idea what we're talking about next time. Episode 15 for this show. No That's idea. what makes it amazing. Does it? But all I gotta say is. Fuck you, everybody.